If you can, open up your Bibles. Yeah. I want you to go to Haggai. Haggai. In Haggai chapter 2, praise God. Wasn't it wonderful having uh, Pastor Mike Barrett last week? Wasn't that a blessing? Yeah. Amen. We're working with him about, about bringing his ministry of transformations here to the Rio Grande Valley to see drug addicts being delivered and set free and restored. Amen. Amen. Haggai chapter 2, verse 3. Does anyone remember this house, this temple, in its former splendor? How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. But now the Lord says, be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Jehu, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people still left in the land. And now get to work. Tell you never, get to work. For I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's army. My spirit remains among you, just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. For this is what the Lord's heaven army says. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. I, shall, I will shake all the nations, and the treasure of all the nations will be brought to this place, to this temple. I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of heaven's army. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven's army. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory says the Lord of heaven's armies. And in this place, I will bring peace. I, the Lord of heaven's army, have spoken. Amen. Tell your neighbor, be strong. See, that's the command of God is to be strong, not to be weak. And we're supposed to be building. We're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be establishing things. As we are alive, it sh we should never end our life without building something for God. God will give us his direction and he'll give us vision. But he requires us to have faith and be strong. Not in our power, but in his power. If you have the word of the Lord, then you don't have to worry about a thing. You just have to be strong and be faithful to the word of the Lord. Because the greatest treasure is not material wealth, it's not the gold, it's not the silver. The greatest treasure is knowing that when God spoke, you heard. You heard. Once you got the word of the Lord, God is with you. And so he's directing your steps. He's telling you, be strong, be courageous. That, that, that's not a suggestion, that's a command. To be strong. Tell your neighbor, be strong. Amen. You have to be strong and get to work. Don't sit on your... But be strong and get to work. It's not time for the church just to show up and sit in service. It's time for us to be working for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. How many, how many days will you be breathing? How much time will go by that you will waste your life living for something that does not matter? If we're going to build anything, it should not be our empire, but it should be his kingdom. Whatever you build is going to be tomorrow's rubble. But whatever the king builds through you shall give glory to God, not just in this world, but in the world to come.
And so we have to be strong, and we have to work, amen? Tell your neighbor, be strong. Get to work, amen? Now, there are, I'll, I'll share this word with you, because I believe that this is a year of multiplications. It's multiplication, and it, but it's not just, you know, some people, when they hear about increase and multiplication, they only see financially. But God wants you to be strong in every area. In every area. He wants you to be strong physically, spiritually, socially, mentally, and financially. In every area. Poverty is a curse. And so if, you're, you're, you might be, if you have finances but you don't have health, you're still poor. If you have finances but you don't have any friends, you're still poor. God wants you to be blessed spiritually, physically, socially, mentally, and financially. Amen? And so we're not going to, to undercut our, our expectation of what God requires of our life. It's time for us to rise up our expectation and begin to believe God, that God will give us, that God is with us as we multiply and are blessed spiritually, physically, socially, mentally, and financially. Amen? In every area, be strong. Every area, be strong. And I want to just talk to you a little bit because it's time for us to rise up to the expectation that God has for us. Amen? I, I, I'm telling you, this, this year, this, this summer, I want our church to be the biggest losers physically. To lose some weight. Amen? We need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. Amen. We have been blessed. You know, there are, we, we are so blessed with food that, that, uh, there, that obesity is a greater problem than starvation in the world. Amen. And, and, and you know, you don't, you take two steps. You, even walking out, someone's going to offer you food. Before you walk out, someone's going to have something in there. And, I mean, there's food everywhere. This where I, I purpose, I, I'll make a lunch. I'll say, okay, this is my lunch. This is what I'm going to eat. I'll be in my office, and next thing you know, my wife is bringing me a taco. My, my mother is bringing me a taco. People are showing up. I was thinking about you, Pastor. And you know it's hard to say no to tamales. <laughs> but we have to be strong, amen? I want to share some word with you regarding being strong. It's a command, Amen. And we have to get to work so we can build the kingdom of God. Because if we are weak in any one of those areas, it will influence how strong we can work for the Lord. If we are weak physically, we will not be able to serve God because you cannot do much when your body is broken. If we are weak emotionally, then we won't be able to get up and strive and take the day for the glory of God. In every area, we have to be strong. Amen? And I want to give you five principles to being strong in God. Five principles to being strong in God. Now, I'm not talking about don't eat this, don't do that, do this. I want to give you five general principles on how to be strong in God so that you can be strong in every area, spiritually, physically, socially, mentally, and financially. I believe your, your relationship with God is going to go to the another, another level in Jesus' name. That's spiritually, amen. I believe that people are going to look at you and say, man, that person's good looking and fun to be with. I need to know that person, amen. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I've been listening to all, the, I've been learning so much, but they say that, it, that us as parents, 
as a parent, you have to train your child and raise your child so that they're, they, they are good to be with, that people will respect when, when they are in, the, in their presence because they, they are well-behaved and they're mannered and, and, they know what, and, and they know what's expected of them. They say, if you don't raise your child by four where they have some manners and character around people, that it's very difficult. They, they say this, if your kid cannot play well with others, then when they grow up, they're going to be socially isolated. And a lot of struggles and problems will happen in their life because they, they have, they're socially isolated. And a lot of us, we are dealing with those things because, you know, maybe we, were not, we weren't raised right. We weren't, we weren't corrected when we need to be corrected or taught, you know. The thing about you, you find a, a child that is, that, that is well-behaved around adults, that child will get the attention of the adults and the adults will share good things with them. And it's the same thing with, 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 with their classmates, the same thing with their friends. If, if a child does not have a lot of friends, it's because they, they don't play good. They don't play well. And, and it's our job as parents to teach some of those things. Well, that's, that's a social thing, amen? If you, don't, if you find yourself not having a lot of friends, maybe you don't play well. But pastor, I'm 40-something years old. Yeah, but nobody wants to hang out with you. I'm a good person? Apparently not. <laughs> amen? You got to work on those things, amen? I'm just telling you this so you can work. I'm not going to go too deep on that. But you got to work on those things, amen? That you have to, the Bible says if you want to have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone pray for me up here, amen? Five principles to being strong in God, and this is in every area. If it's first principle is found in First Peter chapter five, First Peter chapter five, verse six. It says, "Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you." The very first principle is you have to repent. You have to repent for trying to trying to do it your way and not following God and doing it His way in every area of your life. If you cannot humble yourself to say, God, I need to know your ways. I need to follow your ways. God, I need you to be my God, and I need to be your son. If you cannot repent and go before God and say, and say I, I need you to be my father, and I want to be your son. I don't want to, to build my kingdom. I want to build yours. Then all those, these principles will not be available to you. This is for the believer. This is for those that humble themselves. There are people that say, yes, I believe in God. Yes, Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life, but I am not going to do what he tells me to do. You are not humbling yourself. You are your own God. You are, yeah, but, but pastor, I am, I am Hispanic and we're strong men. Listen, some of you need to lose your mojo and humble yourself and allow God to build you up, Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you think that you have all the answers, you are a fool. And you are wrong. And, you know, you have to humble yourself. You have to walk with humility. Walk with humility so that God can exalt you in due season. Because if you exalt yourself, then you're going to have to try to keep yourself there. And, and I'm telling you, you're, it's a losing battle. Because other people are going to exalt themselves higher than you. That's the way it works in society. Pull down one so that you can be lifted up. But this kingdom is upside down kingdom. You begin to serve God and serve others in the love of God and watch how God lifts you up. Amen. Amen. Humble yourself. Tell your neighbor, humble yourself. And it, it start, first starts with repentance. 
Some people are so prideful that they think, I don't need to repent. If you don't need to repent, then, then you know, you're on your way to a place you don't want to be. Someone say, oh, I don't believe in hell. But if I just examine your life, I can see hell all around you. And so why don't you repent and let God give you joy and peace and love? You know, these are the gifts of God. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Humble yourself. Amen. Tell your neighbor, humble yourself. Amen. amen. You know, you better humble yourself before you are being humbled. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Number two, the second principle is to hear the word. It's to hear the word. The Bible says in uh, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You have to hear the word of God. When you hear the word of God, you are receiving the thoughts of heaven for your life. It's teaching you how to be a father, how to be a mother, how to be a friend, how to be more than a conqueror, how to walk in victory. The word of God is truth, and the Bible says the truth shall set you free. It's truths about who Jesus is, who the Father is, and who you are in him. Every time you gather into the house of God to hear the word of God, your faith is being lifted up so that when obstacles and situations come, you have such a reservoir of faith that the, your shield of faith rises up to the battle and it will not touch you or hurt you. Even though everything around you will be shaken, you won't be stirred, amen? You will stand strong because your faith has risen up. Listen, I'm not afraid of any doctor's report, whether a doctor's report were to tell me that I'm sick, because I got a report from heaven in Isaiah 53, 5, that by his stripes, I am healed. My faith has risen up to that situation. And so I'm not moved by the winds and the cares and the, and the momentary news of the moment. I have good news that, is, that never changes. Good news that cannot be, cannot be changed. And it's the word of God. I stored it up in my heart. My mind is, is now thinking differently. I don't think in fear. I think in faith. I don't think that, that I cannot. I think I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why do I think this? Because I've heard the word. I've heard the word. I've I've heard the word. Faith comes by hearing. If you don't have any faith, it's because you're not hearing. Going back to the physical thing, you are what you eat. That's the same thing with faith. You are what you eat. If you say, Pastor, I don't have any faith, show me your faith diet. What have you been listening to? What have you been reading? Well, Pastor, I don't have any time to read. You read all day and all night. How many times do you check your Facebook posts? Let me go back over here. You have to hear the word. And then you have to learn God's ways in every area. The Word of God has an answer to your marriage problems. The Word of God has an answer to problems of not having relationships. The Word of God has, has an answer to financial problems. The word, of God, the word of God has an answer to depression, anxiety, fear, sickness, and disease. The Word of God has an answer to living a victorious life in this life and having eternal life in the one to come. The Word of, of God has all the answers. Has all the answers. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I don't know if it has all the answers. How do you not know? You haven't even checked. Amen. You haven't even checked. Amen. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. And number three. Now, this one is, 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 is in conjunction with number two. The third principle to be strong in God, be strong and get to work, is you have to do the work. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that hear the word, but they're not doers of the word. And so they find themselves so struggling in their areas of life, and they don't understand, well, I go to church, I hear the word, but do you do the word? Do you do the word? Well, but I laugh at pastor's jokes, doesn't, that's good. But you have to be a doer of the word. You have to be a doer of the word. You know, it's so, so much easier. Some people say it's so much easier. Uh, well, in my experience, it's so much easier to see people walk in victory when they're broken. You know, I, to tell you the truth, I, I really, I, I'm very cautious when someone says, I'm starting to come to this church, but they go to other churches and they, they decided to come to this church. You know, I love you, I bless you, but whatever brought you to this church, you're probably going to see it here and end up going somewhere else. You know, I, I can't, I don't know if, I don't know if you're with me. I, you might be visiting for a while. I don't know if, I don't know if you want to be family or you're just enjoying the, 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 the service, you know, because I see you guys, you guys are my family, you know, and I'm taking names because if I'm hungry, I'm showing up at your house, amen. <laughs> but, but you have to be a doer of the word of God. Not just someone that hears, but someone that does. And, and I, I know when a person is getting ready to, to, to get to that, that place of victory, when they come with nothing, but then they start to give what they have to the Lord. Amen. You know, there are a lot of people that, that have a lot of wealth, and they give to God, and I thank God for their obedience to the word of the Lord, and that's, that's honoring God. But when that person that has nothing, and they're just beginning their walk with God, and they come with their widow's might, and they give to God. Jesus says they have given everything unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. And they are someone that's reaching out to God and trusting in the Lord. So they're giving their offering. They're giving that widow might as a confession of their faith and their hope that God will save them. And how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? It's, it's amazing. There's some people that they wear t-shirts that says, we'll pray in time of trouble. Why don't you just continue to pray so that even if you have good times or bad times, you just know you're walking with the Lord. I'll come to church when every, I'll, I'll talk to pastor when all my problems are rising up. Why don't you just continue to talk and be in the fellowship of the saints, you know? You will, you'll be surprised how many issues in your life will just go away or you will walk on top of them in victory if you'll just do the word of God. But pastor, I don't understand. This tithing thing, giving 10% to give to God, it's just a, the church's marketing strategy. Look, if it was the church's marketing strategy, I would be selling my shoes and my clo clothes at the end of the service and, using, and, and tearing up the old, old platform and giving it out and, and selling those things as holy relics. I would be monetizing everything. That's what happens when your mind is thinking about making money. I'm not interested in making money. I want to I wanna bring souls to the kingdom of God. I spend money. This church spends money to win souls. If you want to judge the flesh, judge the flesh, but it's to your detriment. Judge the word 
and be a doer of the word and you get to receive the blessings of the word. When the word of God says in Malachi chapter 3 that when you don't give and honor God in your tithes and offerings, you are robbing from God. And then the word of God says, it, the Lord says this, that when you give your tithe and offerings, he says, prove me now, says the Lord. If I, God himself, says I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you, that there will not be any room to receive it. How many of you want the overwhelming blessing of God upon your life? If you want the overwhelming word of God upon your life, you've got to be a doer of the word. People want to make their own ways to God. That is, that is religion, that is man's lies, and that will lead you to hell. But if you honor God and you follow God's ways and you let God lead you, man, my goodness, you, you're, you're going to have so many things, to, to, so many blessings to give honor and glory to God because that's what God wants. He wants all the glory. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Tell you never, be a, a doer of the word. And that's not just the written word. A doer of the word is also the word of the spirit because we're not by ourselves in this world. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you orphan, but I'm going to send another, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many have the Holy Ghost leading in, in your, living in your heart? Amen. And if the Holy Ghost is living in your heart, he, listen, he's interested in communication. He's interested in relationship. Amen. Listen, the Holy Ghost is into you. Amen. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he'll speak to you and direct your steps. He'll give you wisdom. He'll tell you what to do, how to do it. And if you, if you hear the voice of the Holy Ghost and you choose not to do it, then, then you, have just, you have just disqualified you, yourself for the next step of what God has for you. Because, you know, the, God doesn't give you all the understanding. He just tells you to do it. He doesn't, he's not interested in, 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 uh, in explaining himself because the things of God are beyond your understanding. In those areas so he'll give you he'll give you a little bit a unction a direction for you to do something and then when you do it and then you see the glory of God then you will understand why God told you to do it I'll give you an example I heard this awesome testimony about this man who was thinking about quitting the ministry him and his, his wife they had been struggling financially and they were pastors young pastors of a church and uh Actually, this, another man was, 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 they were all at a restaurant. There was another man there, and the man was, was uh, eating food, and God tells him, he says, buy a chicken and give it to this, 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 past, this couple there. The man didn't know him, didn't know he was a pastor, didn't know anything about him, but God said, buy a chicken, give it to them. And so he's thinking, God, they just, they just finished eating. And he looked at them, they got nice clothes. It doesn't look like they, they, they can't pay for their bill. Do you want me to pay for their bill? God said, no, get a chicken, buy a chicken, and give it to them. A chicken plate? No, a whole chicken. So he said, all right, God. So he, he ordered the chicken. And when he got the chicken, he went to the table. And he put it on their table. And he said, God told me to give you all this chicken. And he walked away. What he didn't know was that couple were thinking about getting out of the ministry 
And the wife was encouraging her husband. She said, if God can cause the birds to come down and feed the children of Israel in the desert, God can take care of us. As soon as she said that, the man shows up, here's your chicken. <laughs> That's our God, amen? <laughs> so you have to be a doer of the word. Number four, you have to spread the word. It's his glory revealed through your life, your story of what God has done. Your testimony is the greatest, te is the greatest story that you could share. And it must be shared over and over and over. Every time you tell people about what the Lord has done for you, you are, you are giving God glory. Whether it's from your salvation or how God has healed you or how God has given you peace, whatever it is, you have to tell that story. You have to tell people how God has changed your life, amen? The Bible says freely you receive, freely you give, amen? He gets glory by you telling people what the Lord has done for you. Scientists want to know the facts, and they want to know how this has happened, how this has happened, but you can't weigh and measure God. But, they want, but there is another type of, of, of evidence, and that is your personal witness. And your personal witness will bring people to Christ. We'll tell people how God loves them. We'll show them that even though they might be struggling, there's still hope if they put their faith in God. And so it's so important that you keep, you keep telling people what the Lord has done. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Tell you, hit your neighbor say, go tell somebody. I tell you, you know, if they hit you hard, don't sit next to them next, next week. I'm telling you. You have to tell somebody. God doesn't, want, God doesn't just want to bless you secretly. He wants the glory openly. Amen? So you have to tell everybody what the Lord has done, amen? It's not what you have done, it's about what he has done for you, amen? I was, I had the pleasure, I, I went to get my, get an oil change uh, in Westlaco, Texas. And I went to this little shop there, and it was the middle of the day, and of course, we are in the Rio Grande Valley, and, and it was hot, 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 hot. And uh, it, was, it was hot, it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the place was pretty packed, so I was, I was just going to find a little chair inside there and, and, and wait. But when I opened the door, there was no chairs, you know. So, but really what happened, as soon as I got out of the car, there was a guy in the corner, and I was wearing a T-shirt that said, Jesus is King. And, and, and the, guy was, the guy in the corner was wearing this big hat, you know, to, it was like his personal shade. And... When he saw me get out of the car and he saw the word Jesus King, he's on the other side of the, of the, the parking lot and he starts screaming. He goes, hey, brother, woohoo, yeah, Jesus is King, yeah, brother. And I get out of the car and I'm like, yes, he is. God bless you. I did the whole, you know, religious, I don't want to look like, awkward out here and I thought I was gonna hide inside the place but when I went in there it was packed so I went outside and I'm sitting in the corner on a little bench and he comes walking across the parking lot hey brother Jesus is king right I mean yeah brother and he goes to me, he goes to me hey brother it's so good to Jesus is king this is the place I was saying Pow! He pulls out a track, a witnessing track, and he hands it to me like the pow. 
I grabbed the track, and it's a track just, you know, leading people to Christ. I'm like, man, thank you for this, brother. 